Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. And lots of it coming our way for today and even for your Sunday. Mostly sunny skies. Temperatures forecast between 48 and 55 degrees. We'll be warming up a bit next week, starting at 50 degrees on Monday, 60 for Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 37 Georgetown, you're waking up to 34 in Bowie. It's 36 Leesburg, 33 in Holding in our nation's capital, where the time now on WTOP is 359. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather center. WTOP News. Facts matter. And a good Saturday morning. It's the weekend, February 3rd. I'm Dean Blaine. Coming up on WTOP this morning, the U.S. unleashes retaliatory airstrikes on Iranian-backed targets in Iraq and Syria, while there are heightened fears this morning of a widening war in the Middle East rolling into the weekend. Turmoil over Montgomery County school operations ends with the superintendent's resignation. I'm Kate Ryan. Police are cracking down on porch pirates in one part of our region. I'm Matt Koufax. Arrested or evicted, they faced challenges in finding a place to live. I'm Scott Gelman. Games across the board on Wall Street Friday to wrap your business week. Good morning, 4 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. The U.S. has launched a series of retaliatory airstrikes on sites in Iraq and Syria. Administration officials say those sites were involved in the drone attack that killed three American soldiers in Jordan last weekend. More from CBS's Nancy Cordes. U.S. officials blamed the attack on the Islamic resistance in Iraq, an umbrella group of Iran-backed militias. I don't think the adversaries are of a one-and-done mindset, and so they have a lot of capability. I have a lot more. Wary of setting off a wider war, the U.S. has avoided striking Iran directly, despite at least 165 attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria since the Israel-Hamas conflict began last October. Well, while Israel continues to fight Hamas terrorists in Gaza, CBS's Deborah Pata says the IDF also needs to worry about another terrorist group, this one based in Lebanon. Hezbollah has an arsenal of over 150,000 missiles which according to Israeli analysts are five times larger and far more accurate than what Hamas uses in Gaza. The jury is expected to begin deliberating Monday in the case of Jennifer Crumbly, charged with involuntary manslaughter after her son killed four students at his high school in Michigan. CBS's Michael George says attorneys made their closing arguments on Friday. In closing arguments, prosecutors ticked through the testimony of every witness, hoping to connect Jennifer Crumbly to the 2021 school shooting her son carried out. This is the last picture that we have of that gun until we see it murder four kids on November 30th. And the person holding it is Jennifer Crumbly. Crumbly's defense attorney reminded jurors of the high burden of proof. A second major storm is expected to drench parts of California this weekend, even as much of the state was drying out from an earlier deluge. CBS News Los Angeles reporter Tom Waite has been talking with people preparing for the rain. Loading up his truck with sandbags, Rocco Colonna is focused on protecting his Long Beach business and his home. Soaking rains this week overwhelmed some of Long Beach's storm sewers, causing flooding, and now people here are taking no chances with the incoming storm. Real bad floods, uh, yeah yesterday and it's supposed to be a lot worse tomorrow i guess this weekend rocco and his partner rome weren't the only ones loading up on sandbags 
Dave White, also from Long Beach, says storm number one gave him a scare. He's not taking any chances with round two. House was okay, but uh, a lot of water came in the garage. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. WTLP at 403. Good Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We made it. Welcome in. Saturday morning, February 3rd. Mostly sunny, mild today. 45 to 50 for the high. You're waking up to 32 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along through your early 4 a.m. hour ride. They'd asked her to step down locally nearly two weeks ago. Now we hear that Montgomery County Superintendent is leaving after reaching an apparent agreement with the Board of Education on the issue. Now, former Montgomery County School Superintendent Monifa McKnight said in a statement that she felt there had been a distraction for months and that she and the Board of Education arrived at an agreement that she should step down. McKnight and the school board have been under scrutiny over how the school system handles allegations of employee misconduct. Montgomery County Councilmember Will Jawanda, who chairs one of two committees that will hold a hearing on school operations next week, said this about McKnight's tenure. Dr. McKnight was superintendent at a time was really difficult. I don't think there's any other time in education that it's been this hard with everything that happened. From the pandemic to learning loss to the controversy over a former principal and allegations that the school system did not act on complaints of sexual harassment and bullying. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 4.04 Saturday morning. It was the case that led to D.C.'s crime lab losing its accreditation. Two men have now been sentenced for a murder that happened right outside St. Luke's Catholic Church back in 2015. 34-year-old Joseph Brown and 30-year-old Rondell McLeod both admitted that they fired 28 rounds at 21-year-old Amari Jenkins that day outside the Northeast D.C. Church. Brown was sentenced to 25 years, while McLeod was given 10 years, in addition, apparently, to the 11-year sentence he's already serving for federal robbery charges. Brown and McLeod's trials were initially put on hold because their cases exposed serious forensic errors with the D.C. Crime Lab. The Crime Lab recognized and then regained its accreditation in December of last year after being barred from analyzing evidence for a three-year period. Would-be porch thieves or porch pirates, that's what they are called in D.C., might think twice. Next time, anyway, a package arrives. This is all thanks to a brand-new Metropolitan Police initiative on the issue. Commander Sylvan Altieri with MPD's 5th District says the new plan to fight porch package pilfering revolves around strategically planted air tags, which MPD will track when a package is stolen. People want to be able to have things delivered to their home. They want, you know, they want to, they want to feel safe from doing that. He says they've already made one success arrest in a test of the new technique when they set out two boxes in the 1500 block of Gale Street. If they start getting arrested for it, they're going to have to think to themselves, like, today is the day I'm going to take this package and MPD is monitoring this. He says the goal is to significantly reduce porch package theft and they're looking for 5th District volunteers to reach out to their department to help. The community is a very important aspect to this. If we you know, have places to put the packages, obviously that helps. In the district, Matt Koufax, WTOP News. And you too can volunteer to help catch porch thieves by emailing D.C. police. They'll tell you what their needs are. WTOP at 406. The people running two D.C. apartment complexes are accused this weekend of discriminating against people who were trying to rent there. 
A lawsuit filed by the Equal Rights Center in D.C. Superior Court shows people who had previously been arrested or evicted were not considered for new rental. It's really these kinds of practices that perpetuate housing segregation in D.C. Air Communities owns and manages the two D.C. apartment complexes in Logan Circle and McLean Gardens. Joanna Wasik with the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights says they discriminated against potential residents. D.C. law prevents companies from not renting to someone because of salary or credit score. But here the companies require applicants, including people who have housing vouchers, to have a minimum income and a credit score. Eviction records in D.C. are sealed after three years as part of a new law, but... The complaint alleges that these property management companies say that they won't take any tenants with an eviction record at all. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP has this week reached out to air communities for comment. Thus far, we have not heard back from them. 407 on WTOP. Let's talk transportation. A heads up from TOP this morning. If you are one who plans on taking Metro to get around this weekend, maintenance and track work, we're told, will impact the red, green, and yellow lines later today, this Saturday, and tomorrow, Sunday. On the red line, the Cleveland Park and Woodley Park stations will close altogether. Free shuttle bus service will replace trains between DuPont Circle and Van Ness. And on the green and yellow lines, trains will single track between Malvernon Square and LaFont Plaza. We'll keep you updated with traffic and weather throughout the weekend here on WTOP. It's Saturday morning, February 3rd. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. Time now is 4.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, good early Saturday morning to Robert Workman with us in the WTLP Traffic Center. And a good morning to you. Southbound on 295, still not very good through Jessup's southbound lanes closed on the BW Parkway because of accident investigation. All traffic detoured onto westbound 175, heading over towards Route 1 and I-95. So keep that in mind if you're coming down from Arundel Mills. Northbound, your lanes are open up towards BWI. No issues on the parkway between Laurel and Greenbelt and inside the Beltway down through Chevrolet into northeast. 50 John Hanson Highway from 301 in Bowie as you head in past 704 and across the Beltway towards the Anacostia. Your lanes are open. New York Avenue, not bad through the traffic lights. There is the long-term work zone at Florida Avenue in the right lane. That should not cost you very much time. On the southbound lanes of DC 295, the pace is good down towards Pennsylvania Avenue. Fender Bender over on the shoulder westbound 695, just off the 11th Street Bridge as you come over from 295. Uh, again, not much of a hang-up for your uh, ride over towards the 3rd Street Tunnel. On the right across the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, lanes open in both directions on the beltway between Oxon Hill and Alexandria. 95 running without issue between the Occoquan River and Springfield and continuing inside the Beltway up 395 towards the Pentagon. 66, no issues from Manassas towards Fair Oaks and the Beltway. 7-123 Dulles Toll Road through Tyson's Corner. You should find those lanes open. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Robert Workman, W a cold start for your Saturday morning with temperatures running between 30 and 36 degrees. But it's going to be a fabulous Saturday, super Saturday, in fact. Sunshine with an afternoon temperature between 45 and 50 degrees. And a little warmer even on Sunday with temperatures running in the lower 50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now we're at 34 Rockville, 37 Ashburn, 37 Fort Washington. We're at 32 degrees now in our nation's capital. Brought to you by Longfence. Save 25% on Longfence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP Saturday morning, February 3rd at 410. 
On WTOP, we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Jeff Playboy here this early morning to wrap your business week. Facebook set a Wall Street record Friday at stock rally 21%, adding $200 billion in market value, the biggest single-day market value gain ever. U.S. companies added a more than expected 353,000 jobs in January. Jose Andres' D.C. restaurant, The Bazaar, has responded to employee calls to unionize by saying it'll voluntarily recognize their bargaining unit. The Dow and the S&P 500 rallied to records again Friday. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Got any travel plans this winter? I'm going to Aruba. Can't wait to hit the beach. I'm going to Aspen, Colorado. I'm going to Alexandria in the freezing rain. If you're traveling around the Washington region, stay up to date and stay safe with WTOP's traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. With that storm front coming in, you might want to avoid the highways tonight. We're here for you all winter around the clock. WTOP News. Facts matter. And on that morning when I wake up. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Agencies are using automation to secure their networks with zero trust. Brian Dack, the director of solutions engineering at Okta, says AI will help accelerate those efforts. To cut down on some of the noise that help desks and admins are dealing with, they can get a platform that provides that automation. AI is going to raise the level of what that automation can do and, and the ability for it to intelligently make decisions. To learn more, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Okta. With federal cybersecurity on the line, agencies are harnessing the power of modern identity and AI to supercharge their defenses. But technology moves fast and you need to keep up. That's why you need our free webinar, AI and Automation in Zero Trust Architectures. Learn from government and industry leaders and be ready for the future of cybersecurity today. Register now at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. That's federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. O-K-T-A. It's Saturday, February 3rd. Thanks for starting your early weekend with us here at WTOP. First week in February, in fact. Welcome in. Mostly sunny if you're just joining us. Mild today. Veronica said the high should be somewhere between 45 and 50, almost spring-like. We are at 36 degrees. You're waking up two in our nation's capital right now. Having gone up a few in the last few minutes. For the time now is 413. I'm Dean Lane. Glad you're with us to start your day. This is WTOP News. If anything, will be done by Congress to change the situation along the southern border. Senate negotiators have reached an apparent deal on a proposal to overhaul the asylum system. It clears the way, we're told, for Democratic and Republican Senate leaders to begin the difficult job of convincing Congress to pass a national security package that will include tens of billions for Ukraine and immigration enforcement, as well as funding for Israel and other American allies. Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy One of the negotiators posted on social media that a deal had been reached, apparently, and the text of the bill would be released over this weekend. We're on the verge of seeing an actual bill. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland this morning with his take on what he knows so far. This has been anticipated for a while. They've been negotiating this for more than a month, and so many senators are waiting to announce their positions till they see the text. And we could see the text this weekend. By the way, Dimitri, just what thousands of local congressional staffers want, a multi-hundred-page bill with huge implications released over their weekend. Um, But that notwithstanding, the Senate Majority Leader thinks they can get this to a vote. 
an initial vote as early as Wednesday in the U.S. Senate. But this is a bigger problem than releasing text and scheduling votes. There's no indication right now this has a critical mass of Republicans who will back it in the Senate or any Republicans who would be willing to champion this in the U.S. House. It's a long way to go even once they release it. Yeah, and we know the many comments like dead on arrival or something like that or bad bill. That's something that former President Trump says a lot. But are there Republicans that may want to think twice about this? They've wanted change at the border for so long. Here's their opportunity. And really, without a lot in there for Democrats, actually. We're about to find out. Here's the pro and the con on this in terms of timing. Um, Senate Major- Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the timing's actually perfect to cut a thorny issue like immigration into a compromise because there's elections coming up, positions, powers could change, both sides are at the table. If things change in November, maybe one side walks away from the table. That's the argument in favor of doing the deal. The argument against it is the timing is actually tricky also because there's primaries coming up. I don't mean presidential primaries. I mean congressional primaries. We're weeks away from some Republicans trying to hold off Republican challengers. And one way to do that is not to get outflanked by a Trumpier or further right Republican. So if Donald Trump says he doesn't like the bill, Republicans in the U.S. House may be inclined to go along with him block any efforts to put that on the floor. It's a real treacherous path ahead, but there is a path, which is more than we could say in a long time on immigration. Indeed. Well, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is arguing that Republican politicians' claims that the southern border is open are inaccurate and harmful. He says they may even encourage more migrants to try to reach the U.S. He just gave an extensive interview to the New York Times. Let's not forget, though, there have been efforts and votes uh, to impeach Mayorkas. They started the process in the U.S. House to do so earlier this week when a House committee voted out two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas, claiming he's breached the public trust and has failed to enforce immigration law. Democrats have been unambiguous, Dimitri. They say all of this is a political ploy. They say it's nonsense. But this will likely go to the full U.S. House for an impeachment vote. It could happen as early as next week, and that would be... A rare thing. Only one cabinet secretary in U.S. history has ever been impeached, and that was for bribery in the 1800s. That said, there's a very narrow margin for error right now in the U.S. House. They can lose only two or three votes, and that's if everybody shows up. That's always a big if, you know, during flu and cold season. And one Republican from Colorado has already said he's not on board with this, that it's a step too far. CBS News Congressional Correspondent Scott McFarland on WTOP talking with our Dimitri Sager. Quick look at the top stories we're following this morning on WTOP Saturday. Montgomery County Public Schools locally parting ways this weekend with Superintendent Monifa McKnight. U.S. military launching an air assault on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for the drone strike that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last weekend. The entertainment world is mourning actor Carl Weathers this weekend. Who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies and many other memorable roles. Weathers has died at 76. More in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Here are the top questions from homeowners in the new year. Can my roof survive another winter? And can my bank account survive if my roof doesn't? Trust P.J. Fitzpatrick for the answer. Roofing done right the first time and roofing priced like it was last year. That's right. To keep their crews working this winter, P.J. Fitzpatrick will set all prices back a year and guarantee your estimate for all of 2024. Plus, they guarantee their work for the life of your roof. Visit TrustPJ.com to schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee. 
Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather this half hour in the 4 a.m. hour for you. An indictment is unsealed against two men accused of firebombing multiple stores last year. I'm John Doman. It's 418. Traffic and weather on the 8s. And when it breaks, traffic first. Good morning to Robert Workman in the WTOP Traffic Center. Southbound 295, Baltimore-Washington Parkway remains closed at 175 for accident investigation from earlier this morning. All traffic southbound from Arundel Mills will be diverted onto westbound 175 over towards Route 1 or I-95. Both of those are fine. Going down towards 495, Beltway through Prince George's County, incident-free down past FedEx Field and Joint Base Andrews over towards the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. Northeast New York Avenue, Kenilworth Avenue, both running fairly smoothly off the BW Parkway and Route 50 as uh, you uh, make the trip uh, past uh, North Capitol Street or East Capitol Street, respectively. Virginia Beltway looks good from Springfield up past I-66. No issues along the 95 corridor out of Dale City up into Springfield and continuing up 395 towards the Pentagon and the 14th Street Bridge. Tyson's Corner, some interloop construction. The long-term work zone at the Dulles Toll Road blocks your right lane. Uh, but you get the lane back before you get to uh, the American Legion Bridge. No issues reported on Route 7 or the Dulles Toll Road into Tyson's. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. Well, skies have cleared nicely during the last few hours, and we're going to have a pretty nice start to the day. Tomorrow should be a beautiful sunrise. Temperatures in the lower to mid-30s across the area, and a high temperature just shy 50 degrees. Sunshine for you on this Saturday, and more sunshine for Sunday. What a beautiful weekend. We're forecasting upper 40s to lower 50s on Sunday, and next week we'll be warming from 50 degrees on Monday to 60 by Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 36 degrees in Manassas, 38 Metro Center, 36 Frederick, Maryland. We are looking at 36 degrees you're waking up to and holding in our nation's capital right now. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. Time now is 420. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon... There's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. WTMP. Show your love this Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds Direct are on sale. All earrings, all bracelets, all necklaces, stackable bands, colored gemstone jewelry, and more. Lots of romantic and timeless gifts for under $500. Special financing available too. Don't miss this. An extra 20% savings on all fashion jewelry favorites at Diamonds Direct. Shop in store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love. Our passion. It's Saturday morning, February 3rd. Welcome to the weekend. Glad you're sharing it with us this early morning at WTOP, where the time now is 421. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. This morning, the two men are facing charges, apparently, after being accused of stealing pride flags from an Arlington home continuously. Arlington County Police say that between September and January... They got five online reports about robberies to a house on South Courthouse Road. Each time, a man was seen stealing a pride flag from outside the house in the early morning hours. Now, police arrested 20-year-old Matthew Hershaw of Fort Myer, Virginia, and 23-year-old Joseph DeGregoro of Bay Shore, New York. Both men facing charges of petty larceny. Henshaw is out on bond, while DeGregorio has been released on a summons for now.
An update we turn to now on the fire bombings last summer of four businesses locally in our region. WTOP's John Doman Saturday morning has looked over court documents in the case that charged two men in the crime. The indictment says 23-year-old Khalil Rollins set off the Molotov cocktails while 33-year-old Garrett Bragg drove the getaway car. They were detonated at banks in District Heights in D.C.'s Brentwood neighborhood, as well as a Nike store on 8th Street in Northeast and a Safeway in Benning in the early morning hours of July 2nd. The last three incidents occurred just 14 minutes apart from each other. Rollins was arrested last fall, but when Bragg was taken into custody last September, he broke his leg trying to run and somehow was released from the hospital without being detained. In December, he was eventually found in the attic of a home in Temple Hills and was finally returned to D.C. this week. John Dome in WTOP News. The Supreme Court is letting West Point's continue to take race into account in admissions while a lawsuit over the university's policies plays out in the court system. Friday's ruling in the case comes as the New York-based Military Academy starts making decisions on whom to send acceptance letters to for the class of 2028. West Point has been left out of the Supreme Court's June decision that ended affirmative action for almost every college in the U.S. In that ruling, the court's conservative majority here said race-conscious admissions plans violate the U.S. Constitution, but made clear its decision did not apply to America's military service academies. A Maine family has given up on a proposal to honor veterans with the world's tallest flagpole. Their lawyer says the Worcester family won't pursue the flagpole project in the town of Columbia Falls in rural down east Maine. At 1,461 feet, the flagpole would have been taller than the Empire State Building, the flag bigger than a football field. It was at the center of a billion-dollar development proposal that included museums and restaurants. But the measure divided the town's 485 residents. One said the giant flagpole would have been like putting the Eiffel Tower in the main wilderness. I'm Norman Hall. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Good morning, starshine. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Substance use disorder and addiction is so isolating. And so as a black woman in recovery, hope must be loud. It grows louder when you ask for help and you're vulnerable. It is the thread that lets you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. When we learn the power of hope, recovery is possible. Find out how at startwithhope.com. Brought to you by the National Council for Mental Wellbeing, Shatterproof, and the Ad Council. It's Saturday, February 3rd. Welcome to the weekend. Glad you're sharing it with us at 425 in the morning on WTOP. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Sports at 25 and 55. At 425, Rob's turn this morning. Fitting for Groundhog Day, the Wizards had a second consecutive bad third quarter in a home loss. They fell 110-102 to the Miami Heat, despite leading by as many as 11 in the first half. Two days after the Clippers outscored the Wiz by 21 in the third period, the Heat went on a 31-15 rollout of halftime. Interim coach Brian Keefe. We came out and had a great first half. We're playing. Defense was good, sharing the ball, second 